The date is Thursday, the 1st of March, Pinch Punch. I'm Jason England, and welcome to Learn Something, the official podcast of NewRiseMedia.com, where I consume your brain space with weird and wonderful facts that you've probably never heard before. And on today's episode, uh, we tackle two quite strangely different subjects, but they make sense when thinking about the news of this week. So... Obviously, we've had the Mobile World Congress come and go. You can see top coverage of that on newrisingmedia.com. And also, we've had snow. A lot of it. It's taken me a long time to get into work today. With temperatures of minus five and nearly half a foot of snow. So, I've called this episode Smartphones and Snow because we are going to be looking at weird facts about, you guessed it, snow and smartphones. Stick about. This is going to be a fun one. So let's start off with snow. That wonderful white stuff that is currently covering the entire office where I work and probably restricting me from ever leaving this place. So have you ever noticed that when you walk around in snow, things seem to be a lot quieter around the world. Like, usually when you walk around in the city, things are pretty loud. Like, people passing by, cars and such, and the echoes of far-around sounds. Well, it's not just a reduction of people walking around and a reduction of traffic that causes snow to make things go quieter. Fresh snow actually absorbs sound. It lowers ambient noise over a landscape because the trapped air between snowflakes attenuates the vibrations of the sound waves. So that is the reason why when it is snowing, and when you have over a couple of centimetres of it, things are actually a lot quieter. One of my favourite things to do in winter is kind of stand outside at night after or during a snowfall and just listen to nothing and just watch the world be as quiet as it is and just watch everything kind of snow. It's beautiful when you think about it, really, isn't it? And when it comes down to snow, some cities are more prepared than others, usually because they have a much colder climate, they are further up north, and they are more prone to more snow. So I'm going to talk about Toronto for a second and just kind of identify and congratulate the architects of the certain cities for this certain city, sorry, for their amazing architectural know-how and creative design. Because there's actually 30 kilometers of tunnel underneath downtown Toronto. Now, why is that? Well, it connects shops, subway stations, and restaurants so that people do not need to go outside into the snow. It is an active way to stop people from feeling the effects of the cold, potentially getting very badly ill because of it. It's pretty amazing. And it should be vital for other places such as Montreal and Chicago, which have them as well. But I just wish that more people would use them too. It's vital, especially when it comes to like the amount of like cold-based 
illnesses people can pick up. It's worthwhile. And more people should, more cities should have them, especially given how cold the climate has got. And this last one isn't about real snow. It's about fake snow, specifically fake snow used in movies. So we're gonna talk about Wizard of Oz, that film from way back when that was kind of the advent of color movie production for many of us. And turns out that that fake snow that was in that Wizard of Oz, it was made of pure asbestos. That's right, you know that really harmful stuff that people tell you not to breathe in? That's usually the insulation up in your loft. Yeah, turns out that that's what was used on the ground around Wizard of Oz. And the dangers kind of speak for themselves. The asbestos is the leading cause of occupational death. And while shipped all over the place, it actually, it's crazy. Like, according to studies, 8 out of 10 people who work with asbestos developed specifically lung cancer. That is mental. I don't know why we still mess about with this stuff because it's a good insulator. I'm pretty sure that we could find something else to cover it. However, part of me really wants to see a shot-for-shot -shot remake of The Wizard of Oz using pure Colombian cocaine in the snow. Should be an entertaining production. Now it's time for the blatant plug about the other work that I get up to. So, I have a blog. You've probably read it by now if you've been listening to this podcast because I can't shut up about it. But if you haven't, it's on newrisemedia.com. It's a lifestyle blog for the future human where I cover all kinds of topics from technology, science, and all-round geek culture. So, it's well worth having a read because I've... I've I enjoy re writing it, and I hope you enjoy reading it just as much as I do writing it. Um, and what else do I do? I have a Twitch stream. How the hell did I forget that? Um, so I have a Twitch stream that happens every Monday and Wednesday from 6pm GMT, and it's called The Emotion Engineer. And it's basically an excuse for me to go back to my childhood, play old PS2 games, and listen to 2000s emo music while I'm at it. It's everything minus the fringe and minus the cute pet dog that I used to have called Digby. Instead, I have a slideshow of the cutest dogs that I've received from my lovely community and you lovely bunch through my Discord server. All the info of which you can find on twitch.tv slash emotion engineer. Now it's time for the smartphone segment. So, as you know, Mobile World Congress has come and gone, and I will have a couple of weird historical facts about phones. But first, probably the strangest story to come out of Mobile World Congress 2018 is that Vodafone and Nokia are planning to build a lunar telecoms network. So, essentially, they're going to give the moon a 4G network. 
The telecoms companies have backed plan by PT Scientists, a German space company, to land equipment onto the surface of the moon in 2019. The 4G network, which will weigh less than a bag of sugar, will be used to live stream video and transmit data back to a mission control facility in Berlin. It will also allow the scientists to control two rovers developed by Audi that will revisit the 1972 landing site of NASA's Apollo 17 mission, the last time humans sent foot on the moon. Marcus Weldon, chief technology officer of Nokia and head of Bell Labs, said that the mission will be critical to future space exploration, as trips will require that equipment is able to perform in extreme conditions. Whether it is meteor mining or lunar landing or Mars, we have to learn how to communicate in space, he said. And 4G networking is the proposed future of that. Now, I know what many of you are probably thinking, especially those who are using Vodafone. Why on earth are they not actually helping fix my 4G network currently in Britain? 4G is a bit of a disaster here. Well, turns out that they need to put a 4G network in space. But either way, this has kind of got my space nerd head pretty excited. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of it, especially the live streaming part of it. And now we go back to 1994 and we talk about IBM. So, you know, the first smartphone wasn't a Blackberry. It wasn't one of the old Nokias. It wasn't a Palm device. It was actually the IBM Simon. It was a personal communicator, simply known as IBM Simon. It was debuted on November 23rd, 1992 as a codenamed Angler at the Comdex Computer and Technology Trade Show in Vegas. And it was actually launched properly in the US in August 1994, selling only 50,000 units. But still, it was an interesting exploration into it. Um, and yeah, it was, it had all the features of what you would expect from a smartphone today. It could obviously make and receive phone calls, but it was also able to send and receive emails and web pages. It also featured many applications. It could also download third-party applications. And it also had a touchscreen display input that included a, both a standard keyboard and predictive keyboard typing. That, to me, is crazy. And we move on to the hardware specs, which if you think about what is essentially going to be a supercomputer in your hand compared to what this phone had, your phone probably has something over a gigabyte of a processor, probably with multiple cores and so on and so forth, lots of RAM and probably over 16 gig of storage. This had a 16 megahertz CPU one megabyte of RAM and one megabyte of flash storage, which was upgraded to two megabyte by compression algorithms. And the battery, while you probably have a, oh, I'm going to say upwards of about 2000 milliamp hour battery in your phone right now, that thing in your pocket or in your hand, this had a 7.5 volt beast of a battery. And you're probably thinking, oh, that probably made it 
that probably made it last super long. Well, the battery lasted only an hour. That's right. Um, you can play about your smartphone's battery life. This, um, this thing can only last 60 minutes. And with phones at the time becoming slimmer and slimmer, and the general consumer attitude being more towards having smaller phones and thinner phones and phones that played snake, this inevitably led to the Simon's demise. But it's fun to know where the smartphone idea came from. And finally, the idea of the modern smartphone has probably been around for a lot longer than you expect. It actually was around since 1926, as Nikola Tesla, the famous scientist, actually predicted that there would be a modern smartphone. Here's the full quote <clears throat> about Nikola Tesla predicting it. When wireless is perfectly applied, the whole Earth will be converted into a huge brain, which in fact it is, all things being particles of a real and rhythmic whole. We shall be able to communicate with one another instantly, irrespective of distance. Not only this, but through television and telephony. We, will, we shall see and hear one another as perfectly as though we were face to face, despite intervening distances of thousands of miles. <clears throat> and the instruments through which we shall be able to do this will be amazingly simple compared with our present telephone. A man will be able to carry one in his vest pocket. Well, <clears throat> while it's a great article by GeekWire and I recommend you all go and read it, Turns out they were wrong about one thing. People don't wear vests anymore. And if they do, they show offs. Or douchebags. Either way. <laughs> um, it's a really interesting perspective to see that Nikola Tesla was really right on the ball with it and quick to predict the smartphone. Um, while I would argue that it's not necessarily a prediction of the smartphone more a prediction of the internet, the whole internet in general. The fact that he said that there was a device that would fit into a pocket kind of proves that he kind of knew what he was doing. But yeah, he predicted the whole internet. He predicted video and voice calling. And yeah, he predicted a smartphone. Pretty amazing. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, is it. And thank you all so much for listening. If you listen to this on Anchor, um, please do call in. If you have weird facts of your own or if you have any thoughts on the show, let me know whether I'm doing well or doing terribly. But favourite the show, favourite the station and call in. Any kind of communication with you lot, I love to talk to you, but love to talk to you, lovely bunch. If you're listening to this elsewhere... If you're in the car, if you're listening to me in your pocket, that sounds kind of creepy. But basically, if you're listening to me on any of a podcasting service, whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, whatever it may be, thank you. And if you enjoyed what you're listening to and haven't subscribed yet, I fully recommend that you do because the more subscriptions and more five-star reviews that we get helps pushes further up charts and gets us more listeners and makes this a much more collaborative experience don't forget to check out my blog on newrisingmedia.com 
and check out my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash Engineer. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you're currently under a few feet of snow, I wish you all the best. <laughs> and I will talk to you all next week. Take care. Bye.